Holy crud. Are we ready? Are we going? We're recording right now? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. Because, wow, we're late. I'm <laughs> so sorry that we're late. Oh, man, that was like today just got out of hand and got away quick. Not used to having people over. So having people over just kind of changes everything. So. so a lot more information came in on the shooting, and I'll talk about it before we actually get into the podcast. But, uh, you know, it, it's always it always sucks when whenever anybody's killed so we'll never t- we never take that away and you know that and it's like when i sit there and i go looked up and it was it was a big thing on twitter and of course you know the that one party was sitting and saying oh my gosh 2829 people have lost it was a very specific number so it was a very quick find right 2089 uh 2829 people have lost their lives in 543 mass killing events since 2006, which was a weird arbitrary number to pull out because why would you go exactly to 17 years, right? So that those are two things that got my hack that got my hackles and got me looking up. Now, don't get me wrong; you're still talking about that's 166 people a year. That sounds that's a lot, and of course we think in our minds that oh, that's how many students are dying in schools and. No, mass killing is considered a killing of more than one person, number one. Um, Number two, these events include deaths by guns, knives, fires, vehicles, and other weapons in public and in private um, places, and gang-related killings, shootings, muggings, muggings gone wrong, and and DUIs. So, I was like, well, that's... That's horrible still, but why wouldn't you, you know, pull those apart? Like, so you, so you have the right numbers, right? Well, that's because 41 doesn't sound as impressive. To say that 41 people have lost their lives in, in school shootings in 13 years is still a tragedy. But not anywhere near what it, they were making it sound like today all over the Twitterverse. So, and the majority of people, majority, vehicular, more people were killed by cars than by guns in mass incidents. So, anyway, so I just wanted to get those out and, and so that everybody understood exactly where it is. And here's the scary thing that I want to point out. 1% of Democrat-run cities account for 42% of mass shootings. So places where there's already a ton of gun, restri- uh, huge gun restrictions account for 42%. And, oh yeah, and then as far as the events with guns, do you know what the majority of the guns were? Mm-hmm. Handguns. Do you know what second comes, comes in? Mm-hmm. Long guns. Do you know what's third? Hmm. Unknown guns. And do you know what's fourth with only two? Hmm. 
assault rifles. Two. So, yeah, by far, handguns outnumber everything else. So, it's kind of crazy. And mass killing victims are more men than, than women. And mass killings are generally more men than women. And of the last eight school shootings, six identified as transgender. All eight were considered mentally disturbed. But, yeah, Texas? Mm. Guess where we rank on that list? Mm. We're not. We're very much not. Majority, the majority of, of, you know, deaths are related, death-related intentional things in uh, in Texas our family <laughs> so yeah at their residence or another shelter so it's kind of crazy so those are the numbers that I went through and I don't want to waste more time on that I'm just I'm done because it's going to be everybody grandstanding and nobody listening so whatever and with that said, welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time, by two people who are sorry we're late, but at least we're here. <laughs> so oh, so today is relationship advice and relationship stories? Because mm-hmm. I got a relationship story. You want me to talk about a relationship story? Sure. Okay. So it was it was kind of cool. It was I was talking to people about um, online about where their partner proposed to them, and... Do you know where your parents proposed? Where your dad proposed to your mom? It's somewhere in Hawaii. I don't know. Okay, so they were on a vacation type situation. A vacation that they intended on extending forever, but then uh, I still don't know what came first. It's been forever since I've been told if it was they found out they were pregnant with me and then he proposed, or if he proposed out there and then they found out they were pregnant with, with me. Either way, I was the reason that they moved out. Or they didn't stay in Hawaii because it's just too expensive to raise a family there. Okay. Yeah, let's, well, let's see. My mom got the shaft both sides of it, so I know that for a fact that um, my birth father proposed to her basically when he was on a leave because he found out she was pregnant and wanted to do the right thing, quote unquote, right? And then my stepdad basically asked my mom to marry him as they were running away legally with my sister and I. (laughs) So, you know, just good times all around. But uh, I actually have a pretty good story. So for me, I had planned it out. I literally only wanted to do it once. I had been proposed to and was engaged once before. Unfortunately, she did pass away. Um, So, but... With Amy, I had planned an entire day, and in case my schedule got messed up, I had three different places that I could propose to her. So first we went to um, La Madonna, uh, which is Madonna Vineyards, whichever you want to call it, um, in in, uh, Napa. And that was the first vineyard we'd ever been to together, So and we got some great wines there. And so we were like, okay, so that was the first place that we went. 
And then the second place was Rojet Noir, which is uh, stands for red and black, and it's a cheese factory. It's the only French cheese factory that was in California, Northern California, and they have this amazing Camembert and Brie, and you've had them from them. I've made it for you a couple of times. It was you love Camembert and Brie for sure. So, you know, and that was great. And then we were gonna have a picnic there. Basically, we we're gathering up the picnic stuff. Because they had, you know, meats and cheeses and wines and things like that. And so we got wines from La Madonna. The plan was get wines from La Madonna, get cheeses and meats and, and breads and all kinds of stuff from um, Rojet Noir. And then go out to the coast and there's a lighthouse that was out there. And it overlooks the ocean, obviously, because it's a lighthouse. Sorry about that. And then from the lighthouse was the plan was to propose to her while the sun was setting. And then I could propose to her at any places in between there, just in case we didn't make it out by sunset. Right. What I didn't plan was that for the first time in my life, I was a babbling buffoon who could not put a sentence together to save his life. And so multiple times, just on the drive out there from Sacramento, Amy had asked me, you okay? What's going on? I I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because all I could think of was got to make the itinerary. Got to make the itinerary. So you know what happened? As soon as we stepped foot out into La Madonna Vineyards, walked out into the vineyard, and I proposed to her right there. Because I was like, I'm not going to make it. Otherwise, I'm just going to be a, bu- a you know, buffoon the entire rest of the time. Because thinking of all the things that could happen, where the ring could fall, where I'd lose it. You know, you, I, I've, we've seen videos of it. People will go to propose and the ring gets dropped over a cliff, dropped into a waterfall, dropped into a lake. You know, an animal steals the damn thing. And I'm like, so like my brain was thinking of all these things that could happen. And so, you know, it's a $5,500 ring, you know, which for me, it was that wasn't really expensive, but it was still, you know, not cheap. So. And so I just had all of this, this thoughts and was like, oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to screw this up. So I, we, we got out there and it was like, so I took her out to the vineyard and went to the vineyard and I w- got down on one knee and Amy just kept walking. And so I, I caught up to her. and I, She's just walking and talking. I caught up to her. I got in front of her. I got down on one knee. She walks around me and just keeps walking and talking. And I'm just like, and so the third time I ran up, I grabbed her hand said excuse me a second got down on my knee and then one of my friends was like oh my gosh because we had like two dozen people out there with us that were all just we're all just gonna go on a big group date night oh okay and and proposed to her right there got one picture of it like everybody had cameras everybody was ready and it was i got one picture of it because i was a and like the whole rest of the day after that i was fine and amy was the because she you know wanted to call everybody and tell everybody and everything else so i am curious as to you know proposal stories from from our listeners i'd love to hear it for those of you who are in relationships or if you know of a great proposal story i just think those are those are awesome so i just think they're they're funny and and they're good stories to have i know you got the sniffles here and i know you gotta power through it but go for it it's all you so i have a few things from uh i have some from am i the a-hole and i have some from Relationship advice, as usual. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll start with this one. And yeah, I have sniffles, so I'm I'm having an allergy attack. I've been having one all day. 
it has not gone away despite all of the allergy medicine that I've taken, so I'm just dealing with it now. So if you hear jump cuts, weird little bits because I sneeze or whatever, that's <laughs> why. <laughs> you, believe me, thank you later because we hear the spikes. So, all right. So this one is from Am I the A-Hole? And it is titled, Am I the A-Hole for Telling My Wife That She Isn't a Princess? First thoughts. Oh, God, because this is such a context thing. Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> so, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no is my, f- my first initial thoughts, because usually that's a, oh, my God, stop it. You're not the center of the world. You're not a princess type thing. Unless that's the brain. That's where my brain goes in that. So, no, you're not. Okay, this one is very short. Um. So, for the past several months, she's been eerily acting like a child. I understand that she's playing with our daughter, but it comes across as weird to me to the degree that she plays the role. Our daughter wanted a mini pizza, and so she asked me to make her one. I was, and then my wife said, me too, because I'm a princess too. I told her, no, you're an adult, not a princess. I'll make you one, but you're an adult. She laughed nervously and said, okay, never mind. Our daughter heard and said, dad, mom is a princess too. I just said, "Mm mm-hmm, agreeing, but I didn't want to have to explain to her. I did feel bad because my wife changed out of her princess clothes too, but I don't know whether this whole ordeal makes me an asshole. No. I mean, no. You could say that your wife is the queen type situation, but, you know, if if she's... Again, and if somebody's acting up and you just took that time, I don't know. Gosh darn it, it's I kind of feel like... It's not even she's acting up, though. It's yeah. She's playing with her daughter and playing around with her daughter and yeah. playing the role to play with her daughter, and That's then the he problem. just didn't like it. Like, oh, you're the adult. You can't play with our daughter like that. You can't take the role on with yeah, your daughter. Because like, no, that's the, the no. exact situation he gave. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, mommy, I want, a, I want a mini pizza. Okay. Daddy, you should make her a mini pizza. And she's, you know, oh, yeah, sure. I can make the princess a mini pizza. Oh, me too. Uh, no, you're not a princess. Like, that's so, that's yeah, so okay, mean yeah, to me. No. Yeah, okay. Now, you say it that way. Yeah, you're an asshole. He okay, literally said, okay. I'll make you one, but you're an adult. That's weird. <laughs> that he's the one that's being okay. weird. Yeah. What is weird about your wife playing with your guys' daughter? And like, I just, I don't know. That's that's my that's my take on it. Is literally she's playing. Yeah. It, 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 you don't like that she's playing with your daughter and being her. Like, I just feel like she's letting her inner child out. Like, there's something there that she just mm-hmm. she was never able to have that. She didn't get to play pretend and have a good old time with her siblings if she had any or something along those lines. And then her, she has a daughter now that she gets to have all of that fun with, and you don't like it? Are you jealous? Yeah. Why are you upset that she's having fun with your guys' daughter? Like, it's just weird. We, we've done things like that before. We mess around with the girls and joke around, haha, funnies, and we're playing around. And then, you know, oh, daddy, I love you. Oh, daddy, I love you. Like, that's just, yeah. I can't imagine. No, you're right. You're right. So, it's just, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I think he's the asshole. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I I, re- I retract my earlier statement. Yeah, you, you are. I, just, if you saying, the only thing that got me was that he said she's been acting childish and everything else, and I was like, okay. So if she's, like, reverting. But it's, it's specifically, it's his wording that makes me feel like it's different. Because he mm-hmm. said, for the past several months, she has been eerily acting like a child. I understand that she's playing with our daughter, but it comes across as mere, weird to me to the degree that she plays the role. 
So not like she's being spoiled. He's literally right. saying it has to do with playing with their daughter, but he doesn't like just how into it she's getting. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's weird. It would have been different if he said the word childish. My daughter, my, you know, my wife is acting childish, throwing fits about things because our daughter's throwing a fit. Yeah. Like, then I would have been like, you know what? Yeah, that's a little weird. But she's playing asking for something like if he gave any other example of the daughter wanting something and not getting it and her being upset about it like if it was you know oh make me a pizza well i don't want to cook right now and your daughter started going please and she oh yeah daddy please we're princesses and we want like yeah that would have been a little weird i may be a little creeped out about that but it's just literally oh me too (laughs) like what why does that bother you Mm. (laughs) but anyways so moving on (laughs) this one is also from am i the a-hole and it is, am I the a-hole, telling my wife I can't trust her after she didn't text me about towels. First thought. What? No, I <laughs> have no first thought. That's just the no, weirdest. that's your first thought. Wait, okay. Ask the question again. Am what I is the it? a-hole telling my wife I can't trust her after she didn't text me about towels? Yes. <laughs> I just, that's, that's so weird. But I'm, okay, I am sure it's going to be like something big, but okay. So my wife and I are in our 30s. I had a stroke last year, which was stressful, but I am doing well. I had aphasia. Aphasia? 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, aphasia. Okay. I've had aphasia as a side effect. I pass as normal to most people. Since the stroke, our communication is worse. Sometimes when I talk to her, she says I'm being mean, and she cries, and I have no idea why. I don't know if I'm misspeaking, or if she's just being sensitive, or if something I say is actually mean. This didn't happen much before the stroke, but it happens a lot now. I try to be nice when we talk. Today, I took my kids to swim class. I got there and realized I had forgotten towels. I texted my wife, and she offered to go home and get towels and bring them to me. I I replied, thanking her. I got the kids in the pool and called her. She was still at work and said her car was blocked in, and she was finding the person who blocked her in. Her co-workers were getting her towels, and she would come to the pool when she could. I didn't hear from her for 15 minutes. I considered asking the front desk for towels or sun-drying the kids, but I was just stuck because I didn't know if my wife was coming. I know some people would handle the uncertainty better, but it stressed me out. She showed up with the towels, we talked, and she left. I didn't say much because I was feeling upset, and I'm very careful if I'm upset and talking to my wife. When she got home, she offered to finish dinner and put the kids down since she knew I had been with them all afternoon. I said sure, since I still had some work left. I asked if it was okay to talk, and she said okay. I told her I feel like I can't trust her when I ask her to do something because she won't update me if there are unforeseen circumstances. I was careful to say I wasn't criticizing her, just sharing how I felt. I could tell she was upset. I asked her if she understood me, and she repeated it back to me. It sounded like she understood. I asked her if I said something mean. She said that she didn't blame me, but that it hurt her feelings that I would complain to her without thanking her or thinking about how hard she worked to get me the towels. I told her that I did thank her. I immediately texted thank you when she said she would come. She also said something sarcastic like, and you're welcome for coming home and offering to take the kids. What does my gratitude have to do with not trusting her? I appreciate everything she does for me. The offer offer to do my chores is very nice, but I guess it came with strings. If she does that for me, then I can only feel then I can only feel gratitude. I told her not to bother. I also said something like, oh, d- like, don't do me any favors, which I guess is not the nicest choice of words. I think she's the a-hole because she is self-absorbed and can't be there for me when I have negative emotions. I think I might be the a-hole because she's upset and I know she tries to give me the benefit of the doubt, and if so, I'm hoping Reddit can explain it to me. <sighs> okay, I feel this is a little clickbaity. Okay, because this is way more than just about towels right i feel like the towels were the the final incident to it but 
I feel like I feel like this was just more about more about well this was this is way about more than towels and I I get it you know if you're a stroke victim or any kind of victim where your life is just completely altered the world's a different place to you um but I also feel like you know you talked about it there was a front desk there you could have asked somebody for towels there and and that could have been a thing you know did he he didn't say whether he thought his wife was lying about being blocked in. Right. Mm -hmm. But like if somebody's blocked in, there's really not much they can do about it, you know, and, and 15 minutes isn't a lot of time when you think about, okay, I walk out to a parking lot, right? I go and I look and oh crap, I'm blocked in. Okay. So it took me five minutes to walk out there from the time that I said that I look around, I look for the owner and say, let's say I take a couple of minutes just to do that before I go walking back in, right? So I can burn 15 minutes just in the time it takes me to try to find, you know, a, a grasp on the situation and what happened. And then to sit there and say, well, I, I can't rely on you for these things. I, like, uh, but at the same time, I get, I get both sides. I don't, I don't know. I'm stuck. I don't necessarily feel like you're the asshole, but I don't necessarily feel like you went about it right. Uh, go ahead. You, you you got me on this one. I feel like I I can be sympathetic towards the fact that he has had a stroke and his mm -hmm. life is different. And communication styles have changed because he doesn't quite get it half the time. But his wife dropped everything that she was doing mm -hmm. to bring the towels that he forgot and was trying and bringing other people into the situation because she realized that it was something that was you know needed to be done she was blocked in so she got her co-workers to go grab the towels and bring them to uh so that she could take the car and go bring them to you or in the time that they were gone mm -hmm. then she figured out the car situation and then she no matter what she brought them but she had other people get involved so that she could get these towels to you that you forgot and you don't understand why she's a little upset that you yeah, see, didn't, that's like yeah, I, and I feel like the biggest mis miscommunication a lot of the times is that texting thank you is not uh, that's not appreciation. Mm -hmm. It's not two words on a screen in response to somebody doing something is not showing somebody gratitude. And, and there, then she came there's home. There's no emotion in things like yeah. that. You, and then on top of that, I, she came home you. and took over the kids and put the kids down because you'd been with them all the afternoon. She mm -hmm. went to work that day. You were off or whatever. Took the kids out to go swimming. You forgot towels. Texted her. She dropped everything she was doing at work to get you those damn towels. Mm -hmm. Talked for a few minutes. And then she came home, felt bad about it, not being able to get them to you faster. Decided to take the kids and put them down, make them dinner and everything so that you could focus on the little bit of things that you had to do. And then you had the audacity to go, can we talk? Uh, I feel like I can't trust you because you don't update me every five minutes on bringing me towels. That's a little fucking petty, in my opinion, because, you know, and then she's, you know, she's hurt by the fact that you you're stuck on that when she still brought them to you. Mm -hmm. And she when you asked her, it was, oh, shit, my bad. Somebody blocked me in. I'm still trying to get you those towels there. They'll be there. I'm just letting you know now that you're asking because I didn't realize it's been that long like that. I see that perfectly fine. And. I, uh, there are just there are miscommunication miscommunications through text all the time because we do it to each other. Right. Where you are, and you just did it to I me mean. today. I, like, yeah. When I you you texted me and said, "Are you going to come down and eat with us?" And I was like, "Sure." I I didn't even know that food was being made. And then I walked to go use your bathroom and heard other voices downstairs. 
So I picked my phone back up and said, wait, what's going on? Who's here? And then you read it because you left your phone or your iPad open. And then so you didn't actually see it. And then I was like, Joey, and you still didn't see it. And you said, oh, yeah, uh, there's food. We're going to be eating. There's there's ramen that I made. And I was like, what about my other questions? (laughs) And you didn't answer them. So I got dressed and I came downstairs and you were just like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they, they'll, they, you you knew about this. No, the fuck I didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, I have no I'm idea really, what's going on. And, and then realizing that no, you hadn't even met Amber yet, and I was just so like, it was just it was a complete misunderstanding because you're sitting there going, yeah, you already know this is happening. Somebody already told you mm-hmm. we were going to be doing this. You, you, why aren't you dressed? Why aren't you ready? Are you going to eat with us or not? Because that's how your text came across. Mm-hmm. Was uh, hello? Are you going to come be social or are you going to just sit up in your room? And I'm like, I didn't even know there were people here. I, and I really so was feeling like, well, because, you know, you there have been times where you're like, mm, I just don't feel like peopling when there's people here. Yeah. And it's like, and I respect that. So I was like, I assumed you knew they were there. Yeah. I assumed that everything was there. And I was like, okay. And I literally said it to Nikki. I'm like, and she was, she was like, where's Karen? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't want to people today. And I, I literally said it just like that and everything else. And then it was like, no, I had, I knew nothing about this. Yes, you did. Because I assume you know everything I know. <laughs> I assume that you and Nikki talk about everything that you and I talk about because I'm an idiot. And and I realized that. I was like, oh, no, you didn't. Okay. And it was like, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, over and text, I think that's kind of why. Change. And I think that's kind of why I don't necessarily think he's an asshole because, you know, my brain says, okay, there, there's a lot of stuff in there. And, and maybe in his brain, he's like, well, I said, thank you, because, you know, you're doing it, and I appreciate that. Why, why is that not enough? But it's the same thing as, like, when I'm texting you or I text Amy or I text Nikki, and it's like, well, why are you saying it like that? It's like, I'm saying like things like what? And and so, brain, I, I don't know. I, I, I think when it comes to thanking people, I just think text probably isn't the way to go. Because I can sit there and be, thank you, or thank you, or thank you. You know, type situation. So I, I think just probably the calling and being like, thank you so much. Yeah. We, and, we and mean it's so just, much more. Even then, it just, it, it this, even that part aside, the frustration that she still did it and dropped everything for mm-hmm. him. He still had the audacity to kind of, oh, I have a problem with the fact that you don't update me yeah. every two minutes on you bringing me towels that I forgot. I just, that's what bugs me. I, I cannot, I, it's. <laughs> It, it would be it literally putting the situation for us, you going to the store, you forgetting your wallet mm-hmm. and then getting in the checkout line and going, oh, shit. Hey, I forgot my wallet. Can you bring it to me real quick? I'm just down at Kroger's and be going, oh, yeah, sure. Bringing you your wallet, even though I'm in the middle of editing an episode or mm-hmm. I was outside working in the garden or doing something that is, you know, an active task and going, ah, yeah, no, forget what I'm doing. We do this for you real quick because you need this bringing it to you, yeah. coming back home, making dinner, and then dealing with the girls with their chores and then putting them in the bed, and you being like, I don't like that it took you five extra minutes to get here because you were dirty, because you needed to clean off from working in the garden. I just feel like I can't trust you because I asked you to bring me my wallet that I forgot. Like, that's literally what, <laughs> that's what this is with towels. Okay. <laughs> so it's, with stroke or not, I, that he can't have his feelings be validated and feeling like he can't trust her because of that. But then feel offended when she feels like that he didn't really give any sense of gratitude towards her. So it's like both of them have something that they did that they feel like was justified for their emotions. But in the the 
just like in a very sensical grand total kind of thing he did a little bit more asshole in it than she Mm -hmm. did (laughs) so it's like both of them didn't go about it right at the end of the day that conversation could have gone a lot smoother if he would have thought about it beforehand because he's saying he tried to be nice about it but it just didn't come across that way because she's like wow like i did that for you and now you're telling me that i did it wrong (laughs) so and so it's just yeah I don't think anybody can be called an asshole necessarily. I just think that it, it's a it's a soft you're the asshole. You're not like oh man like we've heard some really bad things on here. This is by no stretch of the imagination. So We're sitting we here go, going ah. You're not an asshole, but you're smelling close, right? Like <laughs> sure. can we just can we if we just go there? That's kind of what I'm feeling like. Like because yeah no I I hear what you're saying. So okay what what's next? This one, this one's going to be interesting. Okay. Because I think it's hilarious. Um, it's from True Off My Chest. So I forgot that I got okay. one from there. And it is, friend is mad because my husband complimented her. First thoughts? <laughs> you know what? I've had this happen to me. Because, Okay. All right. So first off, do I think the person's an asshole for well, complimenting? It's not, it's or, not I know, I know, but it, but but is that like, is that what you want me to answer? Basically, though. No, just first thoughts about it in general. No, my, my my first thoughts about her, your friend, that her friend is a little bitch, is what my my first thoughts are because I've I've had a very similar situation where I sat there and I was like, hey, that dress looks. I said that's that's a nice looking dress because one of one of Amy's friend. Well, I won't say one of Amy's sisters. Um, he'd come to the house and was like, you know, and I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's a nice looking dress. And she's, and literally tried to give me a 40 minute, you know, lecture about how it was inappropriate of me to compliment her dress. I didn't sit there and go, Hey, that's a nice looking dress you got there. And, and, and I wasn't being sarcastic. And I was like, and literally it's like, okay, shut up. I, I had to walk away from it. I was just like, you can just shut the fuck up. Because last time I checked, I didn't marry your ass. So shut up. Take it as a compliment or don't. I don't want to hear anything about it. So, yeah. So I can I can reach home on this one. That's just that's just the most recent one. I mean, Jesus, if a guy compliments a woman on some and on a woman that has no interest in him, then he's a she, he's a creep. And and if a guy doesn't compliment a woman on something and she has an interest in him, then he's an ass. So, yeah. OK, but go for it. So a good friend of mine broke up with her boyfriend of six years after she discovered he was cheating. She has recently decided to get back into dating, but she wanted the first date to be a double date for her own comfort. Her date was completely on board, and they invited my husband and I. We met at a restaurant. My husband and I arrived first, and my friend showed soon after. Before her date arrived, my husband made a comment to her. That dress looks elegant on you. The color is unique. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about my husband and his family. They give compliments. It's never sexual or over the top, but they will all occasionally give nice comments to people they know or trust, regardless of gender, and they do it sensibly, in my opinion. And it's not always about appearance. It's one of the things that attracts me to him. The dinner went well, we thought. My friend's date seemed to hit it off with her, but the next day, my friend texted me this, quote, you need to tell your husband to stop making comments about other women. That's how affairs start, end quote. I told her I disagreed. She responded, quote, as someone who was cheated on, trust me, I know. I can't believe you're okay with your husband looking at my dress. I was pissed off for you, end quote. I told her that if she was uncomfortable with him complimenting her, then she could tell him herself and that he'll respect her boundaries and wishes. She replied with a rolling eye emoji and, quote, don't come crying to me when you catch it with other women. Three red flag emojis, end quote. I'm at a 
complete loss for how to res- how to approach this. And then she posted an update and said, my husband now knows. Over breakfast, I showed him the text messages. Initially, he just said, what the hell? But then he reread them, and I think it got to him a, a little as his facial expression got more serious and attentive. Then he said, quote, that's disgusting. You know I'd never cheat or compliment someone to cheat, right? End quote. I told him, yes, of course. And then he said, quote, that's all that matters. Don't smell what she's stepping in. She can work on that in therapy. End quote. Thank you all again. Initially, I wasn't going to tell him, but I'm glad I did. Your thoughts helped me to change my mind. I still am not going to respond to my friend, but if she reaches out for anything, then I will tell her we need to resolve this first. Yeah, I think that's handled the right way. I mean, honestly, he... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Look, I get it. So what what you just learned was that, you know, to, to break the story down. So your friend got dumped, your friend is bitter, your friend is now men are the enemy because, you know, your husband complimented her, didn't say, wow, your rack looks good in that. Hey, that, that's got your butt popping. Literally said, hey, wow, that looks really good on you. The color's unique. That's, that's a very aesthetic compliment. Not, hmm, that color looks good on you, right? So there was nothing in there. So yeah, no, I'm, Hundred percent. Yeah, your friend is your friend has got to get over her bitterness and get over herself to think that just because somebody compliments her, because holy crap, I hate to be somebody on the street that goes, "Wow, that's a nice dress." What the fuck are you talking about, you pig? Right type mm-hmm. situation. Because I've seen that crap. It's like, whoa, calm down. It's like you make people not want men not want nobody wants to compliment anybody like that. So yeah, that's uh, no. Your husband's right. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I think you're both right, actually. I think your friend is wrong. And 100%, friends, you deal with that crap before moving on to anything else. Because otherwise, she's just going to stay that way. You know, I've, I've known enough bitter women in my life and even now that it's just like, mm, no, that's not going to happen. So, anyway. Your thoughts? I fully agree. She needs to handle her shit before she can try to tell other people what they are supposed to do in their relationship Mm -hmm. so uh this next one is from relationship advice and it is titled i 26 female i'm slowly realizing that my husband 28 male is just a giant piece of play-doh and i don't know how to proceed first thoughts (laughs) why did you marry play-doh and now you're upset that he's still Plato. That's my first thoughts. When women, women, okay, like when women marry men who they stole from another woman, and then get shocked that that man cheats on them, I, I sit there and stare at them and go, why? And when women, you know, marry a man that is not a fighter, a marry a man who's not a provider, marry a man who doesn't have a job marry a man who has no ambition and no drive or anything for the future and marry a man who is just wishy-washy about everything they do, why are you surprised? So, yeah. You married Plato and you're upset that it's got that it's got Plato in it. Okay. So go for it. So we've been together for over 3 years, living together for 2 and married for a year and a half. He can be intelligent, creative, and thoughtful, but I'm realizing that none of it is him. He's just what he thinks he should be doing, and he doesn't actually seem to have any substance to him. 
He's very insecure to the point of mentally shutting down anytime anything he perceives as negative happens or is said to him. If he misses a spot when washing the dishes and I noticed when I was putting them away, I'd just say something like, hey, there's still a ring of coffee in here. I'm going to put it back in the sink so whoever does them next can wash it again. I can no longer do this because he acts as if I'm insulting his very existence. But I just wanted to let him know so he didn't wonder why it was back in the sink. I don't think he was always like this, but I'm beginning to wonder if I just overlooked it before. But stuff like this I can deal with, I think. It's getting so much worse now, and I'm starting to wonder if there will ever be an improvement. He doesn't seem to have any morals or beliefs, or even strong interests. When we started dating, he seemed to hold all the same beliefs about the world that I did, same political views, etc. But it turns out he was just agreeing with everything I was saying, throwing in the right buzzwords to convince me he felt the same way before he met me, and he hadn't even heard of half of it before. He claims he loves disc golf, but he never does it. Occasionally, I'll make plans for us to go to a local course, and I'll read a book or whatever, and I love it. I love sitting in nature, walking through the woods, etc. I just don't like throwing discs often. He insists that I am miserable, that I hate it, and that he can't go unless I want to throw discs too, because it's just so awful for me to have to sit in the woods, which I literally do for fun anyways. No matter how I try to explain it, he convinces himself that he knows what I really mean. He doesn't know how to talk about anything important. If I ask for his opinion, an idea, a suggestion, anything, he might give me one. But if I ask him to explain more or ask for elaboration, he insists that I would be that I wouldn't be asking if I didn't think it was a stupid idea. But I don't feel that way at all. I just want to understand more. I want his unique perspective. But after a, lo a very long talk the other day, I learned that he just doesn't have a unique perspective. Everything he knows, believes, etc. is because someone else told him it, and they're smarter than him, so he just believed it. He has a lot of strange beliefs ab about life because of it. If he sees something on a Facebook post, he takes it as fact and goes around telling people how much he knows about it. I don't even know how to properly explain it because it's so severely illogical. And lately, when I try talking to him about something, he just stares at me. I ask him questions. I try to understand his thoughts and stuff. And he gets mad. He insists that it's just unrealistic for me to expect him to have a thought-out answer to simple things like, what do you think the best way to pay off our credit cards would be? He says he doesn't know enough about credit cards to have any ideas, and I try to teach him, but he doesn't try to learn on his own. He insists that I should be teaching him everything, and that I just don't care about him, and insists he d do it on his own. But that's not the case. He reads so much into everything, everything I say, he looks for hidden meanings if I don't understand something and ask for more information. He decides that what I really mean is that it's a stupid idea, and he's stupid for saying that. I don't know how to interact with him anymore. I can't talk to him without him telling me how much of a monster I am for telling him he's so stupid. But if I ask when I said he was stupid, he brings up 50 things that I just wanted more info on or wanted to understand and insists that I wouldn't have asked that if I didn't think he was stupid. There's no logic to his thoughts. He just reacts. I make a tiny suggestion and he completely does a 180 on everything. The tiniest outside opinion changes his entire worldview. He's like a piece of Play-Doh, and there doesn't seem to be any actual substance to him. He's just shaped and reshaped by literally everything he's exposed to. He's in therapy, but he's not being honest with his therapist about stuff, and he doesn't seem to realize just how dysfunction dysfunctional his thinking is. I can't talk to him about it because it means that I'm calling him stupid and worthless and a million other things that I don't say, but he somehow hears. He accuses me of saying sentences that never came out of my mouth and seems to literally believe that he heard them. I just don't know how to do any more or how to get him help. I'm sorry if this wasn't well explained as I'm struggling to wrap my head around it, but I need advice, help, anything. Even if our relationship doesn't last, I care about him and want him to get the help he needs. The lack of logic is starting to scare me, and him believing I'm saying things that I'm not is terrifying sometimes. <sighs> so, you marry a guy. <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I said. It, it seems kind of spot on am i missing something she married a guy who literally has no thoughts and nothing of his own 
she liked him because he pretty much agreed with everything that she had to the point that she married him. And now she's upset that he doesn't have any independent thoughts. Honestly, as much as it, it, as much as I can see that that's a thing for this situation in particular, because like I get it, the you're go if you go into something knowing that somebody is a cheater because they cheated to be with you and then you get surprised that they cheat on you, that's mm-hmm. stupid because you knew that and that's something that you were actively a part of and recognize and you're like you're aware of that. For this, I can understand her being starstruck and like just blinded by her love for him and thinking, oh my god, we get along so well. And then slowly realizing it's not that we get along well, it's that you just agree with me. Because that's what that's what the, the, the title is. She's slowly realizing mm-hmm. that her husband is just Plato. I can understand if she didn't realize that at first. And I don't think she's so much shocked. I think she's just having an epiphany of going, oh my god, you're empty. You don't have anything to yourself you just agree with everything i say and take everything you see on facebook as fact and you don't actually know shit and you're trying to say that because i'm pointing out that you don't know shit that i'm just insulting you which i'm not i'm just pointing out that this is a problem and instead of accepting that you're just getting mad because you know that you do this but you don't want to have your own personality so like i feel like that's she's just slowly realizing and that last conversation that she was talking about where she was trying to push for it and it was an hour and a half long conversation of him just basically going, oh my God, well, if you, you know, all these other times you've just been calling me stupid. What other times? Oh, all these times that you've been asking me all these questions and interrogating me because I don't know you're calling me stupid. Like I, I see her having that conversation for the answer mm-hmm. and then got the answer and is now like, oh my God, and rethinking the last three years and going, he has never, ever actually had a thought for himself so like i get i get in other situations like they get shocked that they they married that person and they're surprised when they continue to be the same person but this one is one of those i i feel like she was just so enamored by the fact that she met somebody so much like her mm-hmm. that it was like oh my god and is now like wait a second you don't you don't challenge my thoughts you don't try to push me to learn anything because you don't fucking know anything <laughs> and is now like oh this is a problem and uh i really care about you because we've been in a relationship and married now but we gotta fix this because either you're going to turn into a person that we can you know continue this relationship and move on with Mm -hmm. or you're not and you're not gonna handle it and i can't do that (laughs) like i feel like that's where she's that very much sounds like that's where she's at like he's easy they're gonna fix this and and he's going to you know i'm gonna have this conversation he's gonna be honest with the therapist or he's not and honestly my my only advice is to try to do couples therapy because if he's not being honest with this therapist then you do it if you genuinely want him to have the help suggest suggest that you guys both go Mm -hmm. because then what is he gonna do he's gonna lie right in front of you because then you have a bigger issue and then you realize it's not going to work ever and that's basically going to be your answer. But if you go into couples therapy and he goes, oh shit, I can't lie here. And then he actually is able to start working on it because he has somebody else holding him accountable there. Then you guys will be able to move forward from it. And yeah. who knows? He may develop into somebody that you don't like at all because he finally gets his own personality and you don't like it. Then you also have your answer. But if you genuinely want to help him, that's what I would do. Couples therapy, see if you can hold him accountable for the things that he's doing and saying and in the ther- let the therapist actually help. Or if he just denies, 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 can't, you go on two months and, like, nothing is changing. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to do it. 
then it's just not going to work. If he's not willing to put mm-hmm. in the work, if after you have that conversation with him, then it's not worth it. Yeah, I, I agree with that that aspect of it. I just, you know, you you got to kind of take the blame on this, uh, the blame on that too, because I mean, it's literally got exactly what you were looking for in somebody that was like you, and then it's like, okay, just don't make the same mistake again. You know, if if that's going to be the case, but the other side of it is, you know. Okay, I know guys who literally live for their women and they have no lives outside of their women. And it works for them because their women are strong, independent women with their own viewpoints and the guys aren't. And some people just aren't that way. I, so I get that. But if, you're, if you didn't see this at first, I don't know. Just, just it's a little, it's a little on the obtuse side is is the way I'm looking at it. But you know, if you're there now and you're like, holy crap, and you're not going to repeat this mistake in the future, then yeah, I, I fully agree. Go out and talk to his therapist. But you're, you know, I'm assuming that you probably already that she's already out with the therapist because how else would she know that he's lying to the therapist? You know, so. I don't know. It's yeah. I, I will say this. I have an uncle. His name is Curtis, which is funny because I have a little brother whose name is Curtis, and um, my uncle whose name is Curtis is a people pleaser, and you can talk to him about whatever, but then he goes to the next person and he'll just wishy wash, and his wife loves it. I mean, she really at the end of the day just loves it that he just doesn't have any independent anything to him, but she knew that before she married him. So I guess that's where the difference is going to be. But we're going to be cutting this afternoon short because Kiki is just over here. Just her nose is going. We're going to let her go on this one, guys. <laughs> so as much as we appreciate everybody, we, again, we apologize for the for the late um, podcast. But uh, we're, we're going to cut this one short and let it go. You, you've, you've been a champ holding in. So she'll have her, her allergy medicine tomorrow and we'll, we'll be better off. So. Until then, thank you so much for joining us on the Afternoon Dive, where I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. I just want to say peace out with your peace out. Bye.